Outside the west gate of the castle, the stairs by the Lincoln statue. There's a secured conference room between the statue and the stairwell. Meet me there in 30 minutes. I'll be there in 20. This is JV Torres. I wanted to take a moment to talk about a good friend of mine and fellow voice actor, John Doby. Last communications I had with him, we were talking about my film, The Beggar, and um, he said he was going to check it out, and that was the the last the last time I had communicated with him. My gut tells me he has already fled England. And why do you think that? Because I put myself in his shoes and tried to think as a coward would think. And that's what I would do. So if King George has fled, where would he flee to? Have you contemplated that, Quentin? I have, sir. If it were me, I would flee to Switzerland. George probably figures you wouldn't dare move on a neutral country. Well, even that fool wouldn't put it past me to do something along those lines. Would you, sir? Let's put your gut to the test, Quentin. Would I? There's no doubt about it. Uh, what can I say about John Dolby? Um, he was an amazingly talented guy. I wish to God I could have met him. Um, uh, he was wonderful to work with on the show. It was an honor working with him uh, uh, when he played uh, Capone on uh, Rise of King Silas. I loved playing Orb uh, alongside him. He, he was just a brilliant voice actor and an amazing talent. And like I said before, I wish I could have met him, uh, at least talked to him on the phone. So um, uh, just want to say that uh, it's, it was a very big loss uh, to lose John. Um, and uh, the character Capone was just amazing that he breathed life into. This is Lynn Spencer speaking, uh, Spartan Mendez in King of Silas. John was my partner. Um, he was, and always will be, the love of my life. And, uh, but we were also creative partners. And uh, I, as an actor, I always found it so interesting how incredibly talented he was as an actor. I have to say, I was just always so taken by his natural, natural gift as an actor. He was so of the moment and uh, just so real and fresh and just absolutely beguiling. And, um, and by the way, JV, he absolutely loved his role in King of Silas. He just loved it. And he was so good at it. He was, he was great at uh, Quentin Capone. 
Sir, I am unsure if the Queen will let this go. She may want to seize on this opportunity. Opportunity? What do you mean? She sits as the proxy to the King on the High Council. That means she is privy to sensitive information she normally would never have access to. At least while the King is away, she may start poking her nose around things and learn more than she should know about Luther. And it may bring suspicion on us. Now, unlike other voice actors uh, in the show, I developed a good friendship with John over the years working with him. You know, it wasn't just when we would talk, it wasn't always about, you know, Lord Capone or you know, the King or anything like that. We did talk about the show quite a bit, but I think more importantly, we, we bonded in the sense that uh, we were two, you know, struggling artists or whatever, however you want to look at it, writers, you know, aspiring filmmakers, and we had a lot more in common than, than we realized. And over the years, I developed a, a nice relationship with him, a good friendship, and uh, so much so that I think my wife and I went up to visit him in New Jersey. Um, it was partly to shoot this film that we were going to do. It's called The Ordo. We never actually finished it. Um, but it was also just a chance for me to meet him, you know, face to face personally, you know, and just kind of hang out, have dinner, that sort of thing. And we did. And it was, it was fun. And, uh, I could say that the guy was, you know, he was a, he was a decent guy. You know, he was, we became good friends and often he would call me, you know, just to pick my brain about something or, you know, I would call him just to kind of shoot the hay about a few things. And honestly, John was, uh, you know, he was just a, he was a decent dude. He was a decent guy. And Yeah, this is tough. Um, I still can't believe that he's not here, I, that I don't talk to him every day. An interesting fact about John, I'm an animal rescuer, pretty hardcore, very, very active. And uh, many, many, many freezing cold mornings in the winter, he would be by my side. I'm talking like five o'clock in the morning uh, in weird locations, trapping feral cats to take them to the clinic to be spayed or neutered, um, vaccinated and ear tipped um, and released. And he was he just loved animals and he knew the work I was doing was important. And he was my right hand man. I think going back and rewriting a lot of the show in, the, in season five, because it wasn't supposed to enter him there. It was supposed to enter him <laughs> in the following season, but it kind of prompted me to change part of the storyline to fit um, him uh, dying because I didn't want to hire another voice actor to play him. It just didn't seem right, didn't feel right. To all the King of Silas fans, please know how much he absolutely loved being a part of, of this series and the story. He believed in it so much. And um, um, gosh, I miss you, John, so much. You know, if there was one last thing I could say to John, would be that, you know, <clears throat> you... Uh, you left an impression on me, pal. You did. Hopefully, the good Lord upstairs will, will welcome you into his home and 
I look forward to seeing you again someday on the other side, sir. Goodbye, John. My prince, what your father and I have is trust. No matter how much I screw up, with Geraldine or anyone else, I would gladly die for your father. Not just because he is my king, but because he is my friend. The best friend and ally a man could ever ask for. I hope and pray that someday you will have people around you that you love and trust with your life as your father has with me. Because without that, you will never have anyone to share your true self with. New Kingdom Radio Theatre